0: Hey Lou, how you doing? This is Dave. Hey, good to see it. Good hey, to area. It's been a while, and you know what? We are definitely, definitely not going to do today. We are definitely not going to not talk about the COVID nineteen vaccines and all of the issues that are having with them. And uh,
1: like, here's he's our he's got the COVID. He's got the COVID. I'm the brain. Let's talk about the vaccine. Uh, Trending. You Insurrection show for of uh, three guys talking about it. <clears throat> and it was it was it was good stuff, and they kind of go about go about uh, oh that was more, the uh, it,
0: Brett Weinstein's in, Dark Horse podcast.
1: yeah, it, it was a little more a, a little, little more uh, 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 yeah, it was in depth
0: they uh, talked about um, a
1: little more in depth. it was uh, more detailed, did, a detailed idea about the, you know, Covid and covid and the vaccine and what the fears were. It was
0: multiple hours. Yeah, yeah they they talked about um, the science and they talked about the the ethics underlying all of the research that's going on right now.
1: Yeah and uh, and so we're we were talking about let's talk about um, let's talk about what you what's your take on on. Um, all the all the the news from the talking heads and for what you've been able to what you've been able to uh, research on your own. What have you yeah. found out that that you th- that somebody might not know? A man and a woman in the street might not know.
0: Well, okay, so here's the deal. I'm struggling with blood clots, and uh, this is one of the long COVID symptoms. And people are saying that uh, the it also happens to be one of the symptoms that people are getting now from. Uh, the vaccines and they're they 're kind of referring to the syndrome where you end up with blood clots and and things like that as long vaccine syndrome now uh, it 's a, a work in progress, I suppose, um, but they 're basically talking about the the uh, the, the nexus between all of these problems by the way, you still have your headset on you're popping like mad sir all right so they okay. 're talking about um, basically all of these. Problems um, as being as having like the same root cause. That is like very similar syndromes, very similar uh, series of effects, and it seems that the spike protein <coughs> is the root cause, right? And that is that is what I'm looking at uh, now. I, um, my takeaway from everything that's happening right now is that we have jumped into the use of. <laughs> new kinds of vaccines that we have never used before and that have not, they do not have a years, years long safety record, like a decade long or a centuries long safety record, like uh, the normal kind of vaccine that people believe in, um, like the smallpox vaccine and the yellow fever vaccine, like those vaccines where you take a little piece of the disease and you inject it into somebody, like an inert piece of the disease and you inject it into somebody so that their immune system can grab a hold of it and say, oh, I know what this is, and let me build a, an immune response to it. That uh, kind of vaccine is not the kind of vaccine we have. So the kind of vaccine that is being pushed right now by Pfizer and Moderna, they have, um, it, it's not really a vaccine, it's a gene therapy, right? So they basically are injecting you with messenger RNA vector that will go into your cells, and cause your cells to produce the spike protein. And the idea is that you will then be inoculated with that protein. Um, the problem is that they found that within about 15 minutes, they, they thought that it would stay in the arm. But the research that's coming out, and this is gonna be coming out in the next couple of days is that within about 15 minutes or so, uh, this messenger RNA will get all throughout your body and begin the production of the spike protein. So uh, it goes into the uh, bone marrow. It goes into your spleen. It goes into your, um, uh, I can't remember the gland that it talked about. Um, but it, I mean, it goes everywhere, it goes into your sexual organs. Um, people are finding this, in, like the spike protein a lot in ovaries. And, uh, I know <laughs> I happen to know one of the first things that made me think, oh my goodness, this isn't good is there was a video on TikTok of a guy who was, uh, Immediately after after getting the vaccine, he was experiencing um, extreme testicular pain. Now, I say extreme, but like really, I'm a guy, so any testicular pain is extreme testicular pain, right? Like it's just it's a sensitive area of the body. Anyway, he you're
1: lightweight. He couldn't stand up. I get testicular pain <laughs> every day of the week. Uh, I feel like somebody's kneeing me in the groin every time I wake up in the morning. Uh, that's not, is, not really true.
0: Is somebody but, mean you in the grunt? <laughs> you know, Oh like, yeah. You talk to your wife I don't about, her, alone. about Passive
1: aggressive. Maybe. that's a problem for me. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, they, they do have some. Now, I was, I was reading. If you allow me to sidebar a little bit on that. Yeah, track. go for it. Go for it. I, I was reading a little bit from the according to the CDC. And they had there are a few things that they're talking about that are happening with the virus. Okay. They're saying thrombo, thrombosis with thrombosis deep, cytopenia syndrome or TTS
0: thrombosis. That's that's blood clots, by the way. DVT yeah. is uh is basically the the technical term for a blood clot in your vein. Go
1: ahead. All right. So what they're saying is that out of more than ten point million doses of the. J and J, Janssen COVID nineteen vaccine that have been given in the United States, uh, through continuous safety monitoring, for all women, this is rare and adverse. But they have seen uh, they they they've seen that the reviews, the review of TTS reports and all available data at this time, shows that the known and potential benefits outweigh the risk for someone of those who receive it. However, women younger than fifty years old, especially should be aware of the rare but increased risk of TTS. There are other COVID vaccine options for which this risk had not been seen. All right, and then microcardiitis,
0: yeah, microcardiitis or is... myoc-
1: myocarditis. Yeah, uh, myocarditis. Myocarditis after quarantine vaccination. That's another one.
0: That's inflammation of the heart.
1: That's right. Okay. So that's something that they talk about. They also talk about uh, reports of death and... um,
0: How many people are reported to have died from the vaccine at this point?
1: During this time, VAERS received 4,863 reports of death. That's 0.0017% among people who received the COVID-19 vaccine. CDC and FDA physicians, physicians review each case report of death as soon as as, as as soon as notified, and CDC requests medical records to further assess the reports. A review of available clinical information, including death certificates, autopsies, and medical rec- records, has not been established as a causal link to COVID nineteen vaccines. However, recent reports—this is from the CDC—indicate a plausible causal relationship between the J and J Janssen COVID nineteen vaccine and rare and serious adverse effect, blood clots with low platelets which has caused deaths right it says get the latest safety information hmm. and it gives you a link for it so i you guys just check this out for yourself so you can make an educated yeah, well, decision
0: here's here's where my problem comes in right so they're saying oh there's no link there's no we haven't discovered a link yet and so the problem is they have allowed experimental vaccines to go out into the public and now that there are there is signals um, in, involved here, right? So I guess it's kind of the, the idea of signal noise, right? So there are there are statistical things that we should look at that should have a shut down vaccine distribution, and they won't do that because now they're saying, like, they accepted without real proof and evidence that they should be tried. Now that we have a signal, but it's not, you know, direct and they can't prove causal links, they're like, oh, well, we're not going to shut it down because... We can't prove it's bad, but that's the that's kind of flipping the, uh, flipping the 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 burden of proof on its head, so to speak. In other words, um, we we know that, uh, and and there are studies that are about to come out that are peer reviewed. They're about to be published uh, that are going to demonstrate that this is actually a really bad thing, and that, that Health and Human Services is. Um, and the CDC are basically behind the curve on these whole phenomena. Um, I, I'm pretty sure at this point that the spike protein is the cause of the problems. And with all of the uh, viruses or um, all the uh, uh, vaccines, quote, unquote, that they're putting out there, it causes the body to produce that spike protein. And it, is, it, it seems pretty clear that's where the problem is coming from, and they won't do anything about it. I I think that's. Uh, I I would hate to say I mean, I, I want to say criminal, but it's not really criminal, right? So in other words, there's no real law that they're they're breaking, but they are not uh, exercising it's the, fiduciary, grossly, the responsibility. It's grossly, that they
1: have. it's grossly irresponsible. Yeah, but needed because people are crying for change and for safety and they want to want want to be saved now
0: well i mean okay so, so if somebody's in, if somebody's in the water now, and you know screaming save me save me are you gonna throw them an anchor
1: well the fact is that it's not an anchor yet you see <clears throat> the fact is if you feel you're if you feel that you're it, floating it is an anchor you, you are floating
0: you hit the you already the cdc talked about the 5,000 reported deaths from these vaccines in VAERS. And they're like, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. That's some small percentage. Baloney, if you look at the reported uh, deaths from like all the other vaccines combined, it's more, it's the 5,000 that we have now from COVID-19 vaccines is more than those others. At least I've heard that. Um, I haven't dug into the data, but I, uh, you know, one of the scientists who is calling this out was actually saying that on the, the podcast that we, we both watched, uh, the Dark Horse Cop podcast, um, he was pointing out that, the, that this number is not all of the deaths that occurred from the vaccine, right? So you would, you, you, there's no multiplier, but you know that it's underreported, right? So this is a voluntary reporting database But if you look at the other numbers from um, all the other vaccines, like the cold vaccine and the malaria vaccine and all these other vaccines, they don't have anywhere near this kind of um, reporting. Like there's not even near this many number of people reporting deaths and so forth. What that tells you is that these vaccines are different and they are uh, materially, materially different And they are much more dangerous than traditional vaccines. Remember, this is not a traditional vaccine. Traditional vaccines, and like a lot of people I know that have asked, like, hey, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine just the other day, and I was saying, hey, these are dangerous. And he was like, are you an anti-vaxxer? And I was like, no, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. These aren't really vaccines. They're gene therapies. And then I explained the difference. And he was completely fine with that explanation um, (laughs) because... Basically, he understands that the science behind vaccines is very safe, uh, very reliable. We've been doing that for a very long time, but we've also been forcing vaccines. Anytime somebody develops a new vaccine, they have to go through the FDA approval process, and these have not gone through the approval process. Now, the other big takeaway that I had from uh, the Brett Weinstein Dark Horse podcast was that there are a lot of other drugs that are much safer, much cheaper, and much easier to produce, which have been overlooked, basically, even though many of them are FDA approved, uh, because of statements that have been made by the drug manufacturers. For instance, Merck has uh, Ivermectin, which is anti antiparasitic. Uh, it happens to have a, a great operation um, the mechanism that it actually uses stops the spike protein from operating the way that it's supposed to. Uh, I don't actually understand exactly how that works, but it, it specifically is supposed to target the spike protein, right? So if, <clears throat> if the spike protein is the problem and here you have a drug that targets the spike protein, oh, and by the way, it was being used in Africa, right? Cause it's any parasitic and, um, it's been around for like almost 50 years. Uh, in Africa they take this thing like every Sunday we've talked about this on the show a couple times they like take this every Sunday and because ivermectin is in such wide use in Africa the infection rate was actually much lower there so they actually um, have looked at this and tried to figure out how is it that like one of the least developed continents in the world was the least hardest hit by COVID and it's because probably of the ivermectin use and the fact that you know, basically, it, it's a prophylaxis no, a against the spread.
1: Go well, ahead. not all countries are taking. Well, they close their borders. They close their borders rigidly. That's one. Number two, not everybody in the in the whole continent of Africa, which is bigger than the United States, is taking is is um, taking. Ivan No, no, but so statistic it's, so it's statistically
0: split. significant uh, st- amounts of the population. It, it's rather widely prescribed over there. In some countries,
1: there. but not in all the countries.
0: Uh, you know, so. The statistical analysis that they've done um, looks at Africa as a whole landmass, and I, I mean, I get your your uh, Africa is not a country. I get that, but at the same time, uh, there is nothing that you can do to stop the spread of this communicable disease. I mean, we we tried to stop it, and basically everything that we've done has had statistically a null effect, right? they looked at masks. They've looked at, um, you know, studies in Denmark have looked at this use of masks and asked the question, is it in any way beneficial? And the answer has been statistically, the benefit is not greater than zero. And, you know, maybe if you are wearing a mask and you do the personal thing and, and you wear medical grade masks and you change them out every hour and you do all that, then maybe you've got a A chance of having a positive effect. But in general, the general population, the way that they use masks is not in any way stopping the spread of the disease. So, I mean, that's that's kind of an important thing to understand, especially when we're trying to like mandate masks and call people who don't wear masks, you know, grandma killers and stuff like that. But it's a statistical analysis, right? It's not like you don't care necessarily if an individual doesn't wear a mask, what you do is you look at like, what's the rate of adoption for masks, not like what one individual person is doing, but like if the adoption rate is like 91% and then you look at uh, what the infection rate still happens to be. And the the thing is there is no adoption rate for masks that lowers the infection rate. It just hasn't been, hasn't been determined.
1: So, well, um, well, you know, if you circle back to the, the virus, the fact is, and the, and the vaccine, it's, uh, it's experimentation, it's, it's, which we would never allow in normal circumstances. Right. But people allowed themselves to be rip, ripped up to an, a frenzy <clears throat> so that they don't even care.
0: I don't know that people really allowed this. Um, you know, I think that this was a top-down initiative. I think one of the things that was really important, um, the the Fauci emails recently, um, part of part of that whole thing, part of what it revealed, was that Fauci was specifically asking uh, Zuckerberg to censor certain topics, and one of the topics that he has requested be censored is anti-vaccine sentiment. So when people are now like, we had uh, Facebook groups that were built around the idea of talking about vaccine injuries and they had hundreds of thousands of people in them and boom they're just like overnight they're gone right so basically um we have no way of discussing anything bad about this vaccine right now all of the media is pushing get the vaccine get the vaccine get the vaccine and we have no way of saying hey there's damage being caused so i mean Five thousand to fifty thousand deaths, uh, if you're, you know, doing a ten times multiplier and guessing at how many deaths actually have occurred, um, but there were hundreds of thousands of people in these Facebook groups that got deleted that have had just damage, right? Like, so maybe they didn't die, but maybe they just got a blood clot. Maybe they didn't die, but maybe they got, you know, some other side effect. And the CDC, in my view. Is not looking at um, well. Okay, so here's the thing: they're um, they're gaming both the denominator and the numerator of any statistics that are occurring out there. So, they're, if you look at what they claimed were the death rates of the disease, so they had COVID nineteen, and you know they said basically everybody who ever got COVID, who died, well, te- you know, and tested positive for COVID they called it a COVID death. So when somebody died from a motorcycle accident, and this is one of our local news uh, stories, they died of a motorcycle accident, but then they went to the hospital dead. (laughs) They did a COVID test on a dead person who died in a motorcycle accident. And that test came back positive for COVID and they called it a COVID death. There was a shark attack. Person died from a shark attack, arrives to the hospital, to the morgue dead, they do a COVID test, comes back positive. All of a sudden, there's another COVID death. So we know that they literally gamed every death that they could. Everybody who was infected by COVID is kind of like um, the zombie movies, right? When when they say, "Hey, how do you how do you get infected?" and they're like, "The secret is everybody is already infected." Well, I mean, that's kind of what COVID was like. Everybody got infected at some point or another. Whether you had symptoms or not, like I guarantee you COVID touched you because it has such a high transmission, it has such a high communicability, uh, which is measured by a, a factor called r naught. It was like somewhere between 3.2 and 3.8, which is just way above anything that we've ever seen before, right? Like the most, some of the most virulent uh, communicable diseases are some of the most communicable diseases that we've seen before have been in the one to two range. Like, it is just... And the only thing that really broke that was, like, um, HIV, right? Because R0 is a measure of how many people you will infect while you have the disease or during the course of that disease. But if you have HIV, it never goes away. So, like, if you infect, say, five other people, then that is, you know... Uh, five, right? Well, they are not for that little instance. Would be five, but you measure it out of a whole population. So, anyway, um, the point is, there's no way to not get this. And what was I? saying? Where am I at? Where am I at? Where do you, what's your, what are you thinking?
1: I'm thinking, thinking that there is a that there's just a there. There is, and we talked about this last show mm-hmm. that there's there's a sad. Correlation. There's there's a sad correlation um, from for failure for for failure, uh, for, 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 for failure um, to and the American people and government. There's a, there's a, and, and um, I believe that eventually, when the truth comes out, that uh, people will be made people people will be made to suffer. I believe that people we hate will will be paid back for. For um, gaming the American people, Uh, I believe the corporate pharmaceutical companies will. uh, I believe pharmaceutical companies will will be paid will will have to eventually, unless they're getting immunity. If they don't give them immunity, there'll be class action lawsuits. If it gets really bad, there'll be class action lawsuits. Well, they and uh,
0: they've uh, they've. Granted, everybody basically immunity on this, haven't they?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if if you don't, know, so you're basically you're telling them you can print all the money you want. Don't have to spend thousands of, don't have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, collectively, all the companies, by the way, don't spend, don't have to spend hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars on research. Just get something out there fast because people want something fast. So they can get back to their lives, and. Uh, <clears throat> That's exactly what they do.
0: Well, uh, I I think that we, okay, so we said we need a solution, but I think that um, there was bias on the part of the medical foundations, the medical companies, and they produced a solution that would make them money. Right? They didn't produce a solution that was cheap and affordable and all that kind of stuff. They produced a solution that was way too complicated, way too Uh, I mean, more advanced than they even understood. So these people uh, are creating an MNRA vaccine. By the way, the thing I was talking about was I was saying that the... uh, What on earth happened there? Um, Lou, are you trying to start a video chat with me? No,
1: it was was pressed by mistake.
0: Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, uh, you're... You uh, we need to get you back in the studio so we can stop having these uh, little technical uh, difficulties. But you know, um, it is is always good to keep a podcast together with duct tape. I mean, that's uh, that's
1: always fun. So uh, it's a thrill a minute. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, man. It's it's um, they took it.
0: They took they took the opportunity. It's hey, never let a crisis go to waste. They took the opportunity here to push upon us. Things that were experimental that they know kill animals in animal testing. Like that's the reason this thing is not new. These these vir- these uh, vaccines are not, uh, well, they are new to us, but they're not actually new to the medical companies. They've been messing around with this stuff for uh, a, over a decade, right? They've been trying to figure out how to turn this into a vaccine for a very long time. They took this opportunity to push untested theoretical technology on the American people and the whole world as at this point without getting the proper FDA approval and without going through the proper process. Um, I think I've told you the story about how um, when I was working at one of these uh, electronics manufacturing companies, I won't say the name, it was the second largest in the world. Um, I was a process technician. I was a process engineer and I worked on the night shift and during the day shift, they had a problem with one of the boards that they were trying to produce. It was a network card and they couldn't produce it. And they're like, Oh, well, you know, we think we can make this. We, we ran out of this one part and the part had like a, a an A identifier at the end. And they're like, well, we ran out of the A's, but we still got the B's. And so they're like, we, we want to put the B where the A is supposed to go. And they were shut down by the day crew. But it turns out the rules that they had at the night crew Were different they didn't have to get my approval and I was so upset when I found this out because all of a sudden these boards start coming through and I'm like hey you guys these are these got the wrong part on them and they're like oh no it's it's the right part it has it's the same physical part it just has different software on it and I'm like yeah that makes it the wrong part that makes it the wrong part okay here's what happens there's a mac address right and MAC addresses are semi-unique identifiers. Um, people don't realize this. You can have the same MAC address at two different levels of a network, but you cannot have duplicate MAC addresses at the same level of a network. So the thing is, when these companies, the, the client, right, they would go out and they would buy uh, MAC addresses from the, the licensing authority that would give out MAC addresses. And it keeps track of all the MAC addresses that exist and all the MAC addresses that have been sold. So they're like, hey, you know what? In order to save money, what we can do is we can reuse MAC addresses at different levels of uh, the network. So we can, we can basically reuse them. And so the, the B part that they were talking about had the same MAC addresses as A parts that we'd already run through the system. So then when they created this, when they did this, basically, every single one of these failed the test because you can't have a Mac address that's already been used come through that test. So uh, we had to reprogram every single board. Now that right there was not worth what they did. Um, But then the fact that the Mac addresses cost the client and we had to tell the the client that we had just burned a bunch of Mac addresses that they thought they were still going to use and they were about to send us uh, parts with those MAC addresses. So then they had to go back and reprogram the other parts as well. So it just cascaded because the idea was they said, well, we don't – you, you okay over there? You, you doing all right? Yeah. Okay. Keep on going. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got uh, all kinds of stuff coming through. Anyway, um, the, the point was there was uh, – they found that it was easier to get through a change to the process on the night shift, right? And this is one of my, you know, my personal uh, pet peeves, right? If somebody says, oh, well, you know, normally we can't get this through, but hey, you know what? Right now there's an opportunity. There's like an opportunity to do a thing that we normally aren't allowed to do, But we can push it through right now. And they've tried this before. They've tried to get FDA approval for these specific drugs before. And they haven't been able to get it. And now they said, hey, you know what? I know that when we tried this in the animal trials that it killed all the animals. But you know what? Hey, uh, COVID, so let us just do it anyway. Let us start injecting humans with this and see what happens with human beings. That is the most unethical uh, process deviation that I have ever heard of, and that is wrong. We shouldn't be doing that. That's that's where I'm coming from on this.
1: I agree. it's well, um, it's, it's uh, greed.
0: Absolutely. Well, hey, listen, I'm I'm gonna recommend that everybody listening go and uh, find that. Dark Horse Podcast. It, it's actually on uh, YouTube. As uh, I'm not sure what it's called uh, at the moment because they it was a live stream, so I'm not sure what they're going to name it when it finally goes live. Um, it was something like uh, the top three, like three top three ways. Oh, save to, the world!
1: Save the world in three easy steps.
0: Oh, that's that's what it was. Save the world in three easy steps. Um,
1: great. It was good stuff uh so i think it's long and kind of cumbersome but if you take the time you you know listen to it with a pen and piece of paper so you can jot some stuff down so you can look it up yourself because there's a lot of techno jargon and the problem with techno jargon is it's if you don't know what they're talking about it can be it can be uh confusing because they, oh, they sound competent but you don't know for yourself so you can you know take to take take a pen write down what they're saying so you can look it up yourself and kind of and at least know where they're coming from so you can give an informed opinion you can draw an informed opinion yourself and i recommend that whenever you're here talking about if a field that you are not in write stuff down and do your own research so that you can so you at least can have a frame of reference that you can point other people to as you discuss something. It's like talking about a book you've never read, you know? So that way I do recommend it. Listen to it, get a pen, write down.
0: You know, I down. I actually did notice that. I, um, I, I listen to Eric a lot, so, um, I pretty much kind of understand his vocabulary at this point. Uh, but it, yeah. it is, uh, I guess if you're coming to him brand new, you might have to, I have to do that but that's fine that's uh he's a smart guy so he uses a lot of big words
1: yeah so that should be done so make sure you do that when you listen to it and um yeah guys keep 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 the channels open and remember to follow the money when things happen follow the money yeah because a lot of we allow a lot of things to to pass to pass uh to pass muster or to pass, uh, uh, to, 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 to pass period because of corporate greed and because of fear, fear allows greedy people to take advantage. Right. Our fear has allowed greedy people to take advantage of us. And so
0: you, and you can choose not to be afraid.
1: You know, that's, that's that's
0: one of the biggest things I think, um,
1: well, no. I mean, well, well, I wanted to interrupt you there for a moment. They told her, I mean, how can you be choose not to be afraid when they told you that everybody was dying?
0: You can choose not to be afraid. So, um,
1: you know, most, most people, you have a family, people uh-huh. you care about, and they're dying because of something. You're going to be afraid. Um, Every woman, most women have what I call a worry gene or a security <laughs> gene. And so when you tell every, when you have women around, you say, well, there's a virus killing millions of people. You know, uh, uh they're going to, yeah,
0: they're that's, going to, uh, I think there's a, uh, breaking heuristics, right? So this, uh, people basically determine threats by looking around themselves. And so one of the things that I've experienced was, I know that the, press is lying to us right like i mean um when my dad was younger when i was a kid actually my dad was a youth pastor and there was a situation where um a guy came in and started smashing cakes in the reception hall and he was in the the main service so he went in you know one of the ladies came in and like actually kind of fainted in the the service so he went in there to find out what's going on and so he sees this guy basically mashing little you know Square pieces of cake and splash, uh, splatting them on round styrofoam plates, and uh, he was wearing like a wife beater t-shirt and uh, ripped up jeans. So he goes over to the guy and he's he's trying to, um, he's thinking to himself, this guy's got a problem with God and he wants to go talk to him. So as he gets up to the guy, uh, the guy whips around and punches him in the face, and so he cut his, uh, he he broke his glasses cut his nose, and the men of the church uh, took him to the hospital. So this is probably the most excitement this church has ever seen, right? So they go to the hospital, and uh, somehow a reporter gets a hold of this story and says, um, basically writes a story, and the, the headline is, Pastor Denies Homeless Man a Piece of Cake, which is not at all what happened. And then writes a story, basically, that is that story, right? Like, I mean, this is not one of those things where they write this sensational headline and the story is actually true. This is like, they wrote a sensational headline and then a sensational story. And, uh, you know, I've been on the side of the media enough times where the reporting is happening. And I know what the actual story is. And I see what's reported in the media. Uh, for instance, I was actually involved in the Terry Schiavo case. Um, I was involved in, uh, a lot of different things. I've been involved in political campaigns where, you know, the press was reporting that we were about to lose and our internal polls showed that we were about to win and the internals are pretty much always better than the the media polls. Um, so uh, I have known for a long time that the media is lying to us. So when they say people are dying from a vaccine, I look around and go, hmm, how many people do I know dying from this vaccine? And, and we not like people in old folks' homes, because I know that they, they specifically did some really crazy stuff up in New York and in the old folks' homes. But when I look around and I look like at my family, my brother, my sister, people I know, nobody, nobody was dying from COVID. Like it just, it wasn't on the map for me. So when I hear the stories, I go, okay, they're saying that. But when I look around, I don't see it. And so my whole risk assessment for COVID was way different than everybody else's. Plus, you got to realize that even if uh, everyone dies, everyone dies, and you have to, I mean, in my view, this is from a philosophical perspective, you have to make peace with the fact that your life is temporary, and you are going to die at some point, and you have very little control over how you die. Now, once you realize that, it's actually very freeing. You can say, okay, okay. I can go do things and I can take a risk. And, you know, I know I'm gonna die and there's maybe a, you know, .01% chance it's today. Uh, It's gonna be someday, Uh, .01% is actually a very low risk, right? So like if I go out and I do something and I say, well, you know, there's a risk of me dying today, but it's not a really big risk um, compared to the fact that like there's a 100% chance I'm gonna die but there's like a 0.01% chance that it's going to be today. You can choose not to be afraid of that. And you can choose to have the right perspective on death and life and, and all of that, even when the media is screaming at you that there's a pandemic. Like, okay, listen, when the plague hit Europe, there were literally bodies in the street and it became a job to collect the bodies and take them out of the city, right? That's a real pandemic. They changed the definition of pandemic in 2008, and this is not the kind of pandemic that is historic. This is not a historic pandemic. This is a new pandemic. And, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't think that it is... There was, there was no meeting somewhere where people got together and said, hey, let's do this, let's lower the definition of pandemic so that we can scare people, convince the FDA to let us try experimental drugs on people and make a whole bunch of money. There was no single meeting where that happened, but the uh, the actions that have resulted or the actions that people have taken that have actually moved towards that position um, or, or moved towards that goal or furthered those goals are the result of some kind of philosophy within corporations and a philosophy within, uh, medical students and so forth and so on. Like this is, um, I, you know, as, as Brett was saying today, this is an emergent property of the system. The system has been designed to scare you. This system has been designed to try to get you to take experimental drugs. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like you can blame the left for this one. Because they're the hippies from the 60s, and they were taking all kinds of experimental drugs. And maybe they thought that would be a good idea for everybody to do, right? But, like, this (laughs) is—I love blaming the left. Um, That was unfair. That was completely unfair. I just want you to realize that I know that that was unfair. Anyway, the point is, um, you can—this is my point. You can choose to be—you can choose not to be afraid— they were pushing everything at us that they, they could. And I personally chose not to be afraid. I actually literally had a blood clot. I cannot tell you how much it helped me. When I, you know Whenever I end up in the hospital, and I've, now I've been in the hospital two times in the last five years or so that was really kind of serious. Um, and I, it pretty much calms me right down. Like, okay, if this is it, this is it. I'm... Pfft, I cannot live forever, and I cannot live in such a way. I, I cannot live in fear of death. Those are the the two things that I have come to realize. What do you think?
1: Well, I think that's that that's a great perspective, and I really, you know, I was my family was riddled with COVID death. <laughs> So uh-huh. we had a couple of COVID deaths in my family and friends and other things. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it still didn't get me, whip me up into a frenzy. And I, I still chose not to deal, to, deal with, to deal with the gloom and doom pro- 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 procrastinators who were saying, you know, oh, it's going to be millions of people dying of COVID and da 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 you know, which never happened. Not not in America, so you know it, it it became, and now it's just the opposite. It's the same gloom and doom people who are saying peace and safety. Oh, the virus and the virus is not hurting a lot of people over time. You know that hasn't been proven yet. It's hurting some people, but we don't know how Look, bad it is, and that's the problem. The fact I mean, is we don't know, and and the fact and, and shame on us. And I'm not blaming the government. I'm a blaming the American. I'm blaming the American people, because we allowed our fear to bully our officials into giving us a cure any way possible. Um, and so we told them, "Make this go away." And so they allowed the pharmaceutical companies to do something that, and to and, uh, uh, to do something within uh, gave the ph- pharma- ph- pharmaceutical companies free reign to come up with anything they can could think of with limited testing to give to us because we decided that we were scared and that we didn't want to die. And, and we, we didn't want to die and people are dying and the business are closing down and it's bad for business. And,
0: well, you know, I would uh, point and, and out things. that, um, you know, it wasn't the federal government that started it. It was the state governments, the state governments pushed it. Um, the state governments are the ones that pushed lockdowns. The, uh, it, uh, what is it, Fauci, I think, was the one who came up with the idea of, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve. And I I, I really think that he's probably one of the absolute worst uh, government officials we've ever had. You know, but yeah, the media pushed it a lot. The media and the a media lot of...
1: The Media pushed it a lot. We know they, that, and we allowed ourselves to be scared. The media, listen. The media is the media. What do you mean? We they have a job to do. Their job is to sell papers. Their job is to sell to get clicks. Their job is to get market share so they can sell commercial time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like uh, Tanto I mean, said, what do you mean? We white men?
1: Like... You know, they they and they did their job. They have a job to do. I don't blame a person for doing their job well. What I do blame. <clears throat> Uh, what I do blame, and we're better than that, America. What I do blame is people to allow themselves to be willfully ignorant. There yeah. is no that willfully ignorance is a crime when you cannot look at an issue and hear dissenting opinion and have a dis- decent discussion about it,
0: yeah, but that's the thing. That's like there were we there were people out there giving the dissenting opinions, and they were all silenced by big tech, by by social media. Uh, Twitter actually kicked people off their platform. Uh, YouTube has kicked entire channels off their platform. Um, what is it? Uh, uh, Facebook killed the groups. Uh, you can no longer like you can't have a group talking about uh COVID vaccine uh problems right now. So like it it's not the people. The people. Are acting in the way that people have always acted. We have we have always had uh, basically mechanisms in place where we will go in and we will talk to other people about things, and uh, we will we will figure out what the truth is. Like there are there are ways that uh, large groups of people uh, crowdsource information and crowdsource uh, coming to uh, certain opinions, right? And then you end up with. Um, kind of a bell curve of opinions. You have more people in the center, and then you have a couple people who are more extreme. Um, one of the things that I think was really great was somebody uh, recently talked about how they went out and they asked people, uh, you know, what their opinion of the vaccine was, and they ended up uh, seeing that there was polarization. Right? You had a, it, basically they gave them a bunch of different options, and you know, like on a scale of like one to five, how bad. You know, what do you think the vaccine is good or bad or somewhere in the middle? And the people they talked to said it's either a one or a five. There was no one in the middle. So that is, that is polarization. That is us dividing into teams. And that's not natural. I think that's the, that's the main takeaway. People naturally develop into more of a bell curve kind of distribution. Like most people would be in the middle and not care too much. And then some people would be like, yeah, I kind of have a slightly favorable opinion. Other people would be, I have slightly disfavorable opinion. And then you'd have people diverging into like extremes. Very few people saying, oh, it's terrible. It's the worst thing ever. And then other people saying, oh, no, it's the best thing ever. And probably both of those people would be wrong. But now we literally have, like that is all there is. That is all there is, is this divergent view of the world. And I don't think that's natural. I think that that is... Entirely manipulated by social media, and by the news media, and by government sources.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think it's on purpose because scared people are easy to control, right? And um, and I, I believe that that is—it's sad, but I will say this: America is better than that.
0: Well, we America, <clears throat> America is going to be pissed off about it. I think. Uh, ultimately, are we better than that? Um, we yeah, We did it, though. I mean, that's that's what happened to us, and that's what we did. And so... Well,
1: I think that we're, we're fearful, I, we're, once again. Well, I think we're we, supposed we allowed to, to be, be...
0: We're supposed to be better than that, and we're supposed to have freedom of speech, and we're supposed to have First Amendment rights, right? And so when we have basically powerful organizations acting on behalf of the actual government to silence people... And basically, break our ability to figure out what's going on in the world. That's a problem to me. That's the real issue. So, yeah. I the, mean,
1: the censorship is a bother. Is a bo- is bothersome, and well, and quite frankly, it's un-American.
0: It's not just. I think it's dangerous. I mean, that's yeah. Of the things that I mean, like I think that the vaccine is slightly dangerous, right? And I think that uh, I am in a particular situation right where I'm already having blood clots from just probably getting uh exposed to covid so for me I think that if I were to take the vaccine, I would probably have a very bad reaction to it right I have um a genetic uh predisposition actually for um uh, blood clots, so I'm thinking that if i uh, if i took um the uh, if I took the COVID vaccine, they would probably interact with my blood in a much more um, extreme way than most people. So like, I'm, I'm particularly sensitive to that. And I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at that now. That's, that's me. Like, I don't think that's necessarily for everybody. I think that in fact, um, we know that it's a pathogenic protein, but um, I think that some people are more susceptible to it than others. Right. And that's, that's really where I'm coming from in this. Uh, I don't think most people are going to end up getting uh, terrible, terrible side effects. I think most people are going to be just fine. And that specific people with um, predisp- predispositions will have terrible problems. But I don't think that we well, should be.
1: Well, well, my issue is the possible long-term, uh-huh. long-term effects. Yeah, That's where I have a little bit of fear. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we don't, because we haven't studied it, we don't know what the long-term effects are. Right right, and um, that that's the last thing I will say. we don't know what the long term effects are no no one does
0: well, and the thing is uh I think that there's there is a principle of uh, taking action where where you have uh, very low <laughs> possible side effects and you have uh, well basically where you where you have an action that you can take that is not going to cause harm but could be beneficial you would um your bias would be to do that thing and that's where i think ivermectin falls right so you have this basically um i think a lot of people are going to want to or need to start taking ivermectin just as a precautionary as a prophylactic and it is uh that's the way it's used in africa right like it's it's basically just used like that on a regular basis. Um, and generally speaking, that's extremely safe. So I think that's what we're probably gonna end up doing in order to uh, mitigate the effects of this. Um, and that's, that's what I'd like to see. Now, the big problem that we're seeing with that right now is that the doctors are resisting uh, prescribing ivermectin. And the reason for that is if there are side effects, if there's any, even though it's very safe, if anything happens, They are not uh, protected for liability for giving out ivermectin, but they are protected from liability for giving out the vaccine shots.
1: Right. So yes. So they're good. I guarantee you, they'll be giving out the vaccine shots, and I think that is, that is, uh, that is just business.
0: Well, yeah, but we once
1: again we need back to greed and self-preservation. This is just business.
0: We need doctors who care more about their clients than they do about, you know, their business. And that, we just don't well, see it. Well, you can't, that.
1: you know, you, 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 you can't take care of clients if you're sued.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can. Uh, you can get a lawyer. If you, you can if fight you malpractice
1: If you have malpractice. Listen, uh, doctors operate person.
0: almost at, all the time under the threat of being sued. It is an extreme, like, they are always out there under this particular threat. So, I mean, it's yeah. not like... That's new some, to doctors.
1: But, some, but some doctors have protection. Like for instance, some doctors do not have malpractice insurance. They have another type of insurance because you know I'll tell you a story about insurance. When you hit a car and you're in a four car pileup, the company of the victim will look at each person who was in the 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 uh, the accident and see who has the highest form of insurance and go after them and they'll say why did you go after me well because you have good insurance that the other person had insurance yeah yeah but that's that, um, that's that's calm that is very common and that's the way that's the way doctors that's the way people are with doctors they look the, the, the lawyer will look for who had which doctor has good has malpractice insurance they can go after
0: and they'll know that, do a deal uh, both of that's, these things have a common thread both of those issues have a very common thread, and that is that the professions are gated. The, the legal profession is gated. You have to put a lot of work in to become a lawyer, so you end up with lawyers who care more about the business of law than the actual, the philosophy and underlying practice of law and what is just and right. With the same thing with doctors, you have to put so much time in to become a doctor, you end up not caring so much about the people, you care more about the medical profession. Um no,
1: people are crazy. No honestly, I mean no. you guys listening to it, uh, you guys listening to this out there, you guys give doctors a hard time. And a lot of the
0: I suffered I, com- from it. I disavow. I disavow. Well, you, you, you're completely. not a
1: doctor you don't know, you know I know doctors personally in my family and I I hear what they talk about. Tough patients are patients are tough these days. <clears throat> Because doctors um, and, and, are not
0: doing what is best for the patients. I mean, I no, I cannot tell true. you how many times I've been to a doctor, and the doctor, just, just like this last week, I went to a doctor and uh, asked him for prescriptions. And you know what this doctor did? They prescribed me literally one month worth of prescriptions when they could have pre- pre- prescribed six months, just so I'd come back and see him. I'm not going back That's to right. that doctor. I am not going back to that doctor. That is just... Absolutely, that's manipulative and and uh, dishonest. It's, and they're like, evil. oh, you I, need to come in. I agree
1: in. with that, but okay. that's not all doctors. But that's just a quack.
0: That is not a, that's, qu- that's a, yeah,
1: a, look. That's not a doctor. Listen, my family members who are doctors aren't that way.
0: Okay, okay, but listen, we're nebulously talking about the the, the disagreement between profession. doctors and patients and yeah. doctors not being willing to prescribe you know, like in, in this particular case, I'm talking about the unwillingness of doctors to prescribe a very safe medicine that is, you know, proven safe, has a 40 plus year safety record versus uh, an experimental vaccine that is we are now starting to see is causing people damage, heart damage. Uh, blood clots, and ha- and all that kind of stuff. Killing you have people. to do
1: what's widely accepted. I mean, you do, you do not. To, uh, no, you do yes, not have listen, to do that. Yes, you do. And I'm, I'll prove it to you. The, the person. I'll prove the you doctors, don't. No, no, you, the, can't, the doctors, you can't
0: prove I, I got a positive let, if let me, I can prove a negative. Let, and I don't you, do what's widely the accepted. Very
1: same, the very same doctors of the panel of the, uh, the uh, video that you recommend, he got a vaccine. He and his wife. Because they have to travel because it's what accept it's whats acceptable. You live in a real world and you have to do what makes f- physical sense for you and your family. For them, for <laughs> he and his wife, he both they both got vaccine. I tell you what and he said, this is- and and he said why? He said, why? Because we live in a real world and we have to travel. <laughs> and it what it is is the protocols say if you don't have the vaccine, you can't travel, so we want to travel, so we got the vaccine. And so my point is that people do what's what's best for their bottom line, that period. Is, whether you like it, that is whether coercion. I like it. That is that, coercion. Well, of course it's coercion, but you have to be coercive to go eat. Look, uh, no, at you some, don't. At some point. Yeah, I'll tell
0: you what this is. This is a dry run for the mark of the beast. I'm telling you right now. This is, hey, how far can we push people? And I am I am a little surprised that nobody uh, nobody took up arms in this whole period of time. I mean – if you're going to, you know what? If you're going to let all this happen and you're not even going to bother picking up your gun and saying no, stop. Man, I don't know what they could do to us that would trigger a revolution at this point. I don't know what they could do to us that would trigger people to resist.
1: We have we are old, fat and slow. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. We are easy. We are easy marks. <clears throat> and my point is that that is what has happened to America. We have uh, we have allowed fear of death to cause, to, to turn us into babies, little spoiled little babies who who don't want anything bad to happen to us. And because of that, we'll let people take advantage of us and run us around and do what the Patriot acts as a prime example of that. You just let people do what they want to do to us, as long as you offer us what we consider safe, peace, and safety. Well, you and know, I think that's, the Patriot Act was become. not.
0: Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The Patriot Act was not well advertised prior to. Well, no,
1: except no, it was not. People, well, neither, neither was the COVID virus, but the Patriot Act. Uh, solved, I think it was.
0: It, I think people knew exactly what. Uh,
1: the, the, the COVID virus vaccine. Forgive me. The vaccine. Neither was the vaccine. Okay, that's true. It was simply. It was um, it was just like the Patriot Act. They just said there's something coming out that will protect us, and I you know, said,
0: "Yay!" At work, uh, when this thing came out, um, we're getting we're getting close to our our breakout point, but here. But um, at work, when this thing came out, uh, people, uh, you know, my boss actually said, uh, "Why on earth would not you get the vaccine at this point?" And I was like, "Man, I don't have a good answer, but I'm not getting it." I mean, just I'm absolutely not. No, I didn't say that. I said blood clots because that was the, the first couple of things that came out was that there was a risk of blood clots with these vaccines. And I had just gone through that and I said, Psh, I'm not going through it again. So, but at the same time, like I didn't really know anything, but I, I said, basically, I'm not going to take the risk on an unknown thing. Like it's, it could kill you. Um, and it, it actually can kill you and has killed thousands of people at this point. And we're we're still pushing it on people, and it's like, all right, well, you know, this is this is worse than any other vaccine in history. We know for a fact that this is this vaccine and its side effects are now uh, established to be worse than any other vaccine in their side effects. So, <clears throat> anyway, the point is, uh, it, it takes time for the data to come out, but they were trying to push people into this before anybody could know what it was. And that to me is the sign of a movement. I don't want to get onto, I don't want to get behind. I don't want to jump on that bandwagon because they were basically. Well, you heard
1: you, you heard, DeSantos, governor DeSantos push, push down a COVID passport. Yeah. You know, where COVID, you know, card, so to speak. I'm, so you can get they, it a certain
0: place. They, they passed a law in Florida against it. I mean, it's not just the governor spoke out against it. They passed a law saying you cannot base service on uh vaccine status period. So they, yeah. And they've, pro- but, but they've protected us here in Florida. I actually like the laws that they've passed recently. You know, the, <clears throat> uh, running over terrorists and, uh, all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm I'm in favor of those laws at the moment, and we'll see if I'm right over the long term.
1: Well, listen, I have to go.
0: All right, man. Hey, it's been a good discussion. I've enjoyed it. We literally have to do something other than COVID next time because we've been talking about this now for four weeks. And yeah. the problem, the real problem is it's been the biggest news. It's been the thing that has been worth talking about. So... Uh, that's why we talked about it and we aren't particularly happy with that. We don't, we don't like this ladies and gentlemen, we don't, uh, or or should I say, uh, lady and gentlemen, because we probably only have two listeners at this point. Um, (laughs) we, we don't like talking about COVID, but we feel like this is an important enough topic that you need to be aware of what's going on. You need to understand that there is some evidence that there are dangers, uh, more dangerous to these shots than they're letting on. And also they're not really vaccines. I mean, that's the number one takeaway. They are calling them vaccines so that you will think they're safe and vaccines are pretty safe, but these are not vaccines. They're gene therapies. And that is what untested gene therapies, unexperimental gene therapies that they're now pushing on the American people, not approved by the FDA. And the crazy thing, the craziest thing, is that they're actually going for FDA approval now? They're saying, "Hey, you know, we've just injected millions of people with this, and nothing bad, really nothing too terrible has happened. Nobody grew a third eye. So why don't you approve it? It's crazy." Uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna do our best, I think, to try to find a different topic uh, for next week, if possible.
1: Well, hey, it's a pleasure. It's been
0: a pleasure. I'll talk to you later, man. You have a great night, and I'm going to play us out.
1: Trending Insurrection.
0: All right, we'll see you all next week.